Guru Nation, welcome to episode 446 of Random Musing from the Clinical Trials Guru. In this episode, we talk about not overthinking things in clinical research. Sounds simple, but it's actually complicated. We all overthink things. We all forget that at the end of the day, it's all about fundamentals, blocking and tackling, basically in clinical research to achieve your objectives. It's all about networking and it's all about serving others. So maybe I saved you 20 minutes. You don't even have to listen to the podcast. That's basically in a nutshell what we've discovered. But if you want more details, more nuances, continue to listen. Speaking of networking, and holding each other accountable, check out my Patreon channel, $5 a month. We get a monthly mastermind where we keep each other in the Patreon group accountable for reaching our clinical research objectives, very much like we talk about in this episode. I actually give a shout out to Patreon again in the episode. So check that out, $5 a month. It's probably the best deal on the internet right now, hands down by far. Um, I appreciate it. Thank you very much for listening. Text me 949-415-6256. As always, links are in the show notes to all the academies, CRA, CRC, site owner. This was actually a site owner academy presentation. I appreciate you guys. Much love. Talk to you later. Hey everybody, welcome back to another session of the Site Owner Academy slash podcast. So what we do, we have a Site Owner Academy for our clients. So if you want to be a client of ours and you're interested in the Site Owner Academy, just text me 949-415-6256. We do these presentations, probably a 15 to 20 minute presentation every week to start off the Site Owner Academy. And then we stop recording for the public because obviously it's a private group. And we start getting into individual site owners' questions, so, which are not public. But uh, this part is public because it's for everybody. It's just information. So I just want to make a kind of a little clarification there. You said we do this for our clients. This is for site owner academy right. students, not right. clients. Site owner academy students, many of which are clients. So if you want to learn True. about the differences, just text me uh, 949-415-6256. But yes, Site Owner Academy is part of a value-packed package yes. that we give to clients. Absolutely. So very well worth it. Um, nice slides by Carlos. I actually looked at them, and uh, they're very good slides. So don't overcomplicate things when you are developing your clinical research opportunities. Basically, don't overthink. Okay, The research industry is full of brilliant thinkers who are good at identifying goals. Uh, the hmm. foundation of the industry is science. So these are people thinking up new treatments uh, in the lab, literally just thinking up experiments. Okay. This kind of trickles down or trickles up, I guess, to everyone else in the industry to some extent. But sometimes we need to think less and just follow the proven system. It's like blocking and tackling in football. You know, you can have an intricate playbook, but if your players don't block and tackle, it does you no good, right? Very true. So that's the analogy I give. It's always a sports analogy. I'm sorry to everyone out there who does not know what I'm talking about. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Unfortunately, these thinkers are often hesitant to start something new or don't know where to start. So don't let analysis paralysis get in the way of becoming a CRA, a CRC, a site owner, a speaker, a consultant, etc. And also, if you already are one of these things, don't let analysis paralysis get in the way of you expanding your opportunities. Hey, so uh, that's what we're—that's what we're really going to focus on for this particular presentations for the site owners, but it really applies to everybody. This is more of a psychological slash philosophical presentation. So back to your uh, lineman in your uh, playbook. Yeah, blocking and tackling, yeah. Yeah, in your playbook uh, analogy. Right. Um, maybe it would be better, say, having Albert Einstein as your kindergarten math teacher. No? Uh, I'm not getting that one, but sure, <laughs> whatever works, whatever works for people, just don't overthink things. Okay. All right. I was just trying to be helpful to those don't, that don't follow sports. I think that was a good attempt, but I don't follow that one. Yeah. It's just wasted, right? Because kindergartners aren't going to understand calculus or physics or anything of that nature. Uh, I got you. I got you. Now, this is more of, I think the concept of this topic is more of the fact that Yes, clinical research is complicated. Yes, there's a lot of moving parts. But at the end of the day, it boils your success boils down to very basic things. Sure. And that's what this presentation is going to be about. Just like football, at the end of the day, boils down to blocking and tackling. That's right. But there I, are people that I, don't understand that reference. Yes, I understood your reference perfectly clear. I'm just saying, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this will not. <laughs> uh, text me if you don't. <laughs> All right. Uh, networking. Okay. Speaking of something that's simple, this is not complicated. This is simple, but simple does not mean easy either. Okay. So we have to differentiate. Research itself is complicated. It's complex. There's a lot of moving parts. It's definitely not simple. However, things like networking, things like business development, which we're going to see also in this slide. These are simple. They're not complicated, but it doesn't mean they're easy. Uh, so networking with people is the key to making your goals happen. Traditional methods for networking include conferences, ACRP, SOCRA meetups, site owner academy meetups. Okay, we do, um, I have a Patreon channel. We do monthly Patreon masterminds. It's only five bucks a month, by the way, patreon.com slash dancefair. I had to get that plug in, Chris. It's only five mm. bucks a month. Actually, people have been joining. Uh, a lot of people have been joining. Okay. Uh, the simplest way to network is by using LinkedIn. Okay, you can do this from your house. You don't even need to leave your bedroom. You can just get on LinkedIn and either produce content that people will want to read or watch or listen to or just start talking to people on there. There's a message. There's, there's direct messages. You can reply to people's comments. You can network with people on LinkedIn just like you would network at a physical conference, right? And the same rules apply. At a physical conference, you don't just go up to a booth. I mean, some people do this, but you don't just go up to a person that you see that you don't know and start telling them who you are and what you do, especially if they're talking to somebody already, right? I've like seen people do this. I've seen people do this too, It be, but it's, it happens less in person than it does online. Sure. And I'm, I'm getting to that. So 
at conferences, it's of course, it's all about networking. It's all about giving out your business card. But really what people should focus on is making connections, making relationships, right? And if you go to a conference like DIA or Bio, which hopefully next year, I think one of them's in San Diego, I'll be there. Uh, but if you go to these things and you just walk up to everybody and try to give your business card to as many people as possible, interrupt their conversations. Here's my business card. This is what I do. Call me when you need me. You're not going to get any results. Same thing on LinkedIn. If you're just spamming people's inbox or just interrupting their conversations on LinkedIn with other people in their comments and stating what you do, you're not going to get anywhere that way either. So the same way you network offline is really what you should do online. Communicate, share stories. This is what people have been doing since we've been cavemen. Okay, mm-hmm. so it's it's in our DNA. Um, so LinkedIn, and even Chris is on LinkedIn now. He is. I think you are. I've had a LinkedIn account for ten years. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Well, you're actually know. using it, I guess. No, that's. Not oh, you're true. not. Okay, no. okay, okay. I do enough of using it for the both of us. I guess you you absolutely do. Okay, good. Well, Chris, Chris gets the cheat, but you guys don't. So make sure you're on there and then we go to the next slide, but always network. Okay. This is simple stuff. Not easy. Simple. Dan enjoys enjoys networking. So. Oh yeah, I really do. Like I don't even want to leave the bio bio or DIA conference, you know, when they, I'm still out there networking. Networking is an opportunity for you to talk about what your goals are and get ideas for how to proceed. The secret to networking, in my opinion, because everybody thinks about what they need the secret to networking is you should think about what someone else needs first because that's immediately going to get their attention okay this person Mm -hmm. this person actually cares what i need i don't even know what he does but reciprocity is ingrained in our human nature there's a really good book on this called influence and it's in our dna when somebody helps us to want to pay them back somehow Yep. Uh, everybody, everybody, even like people that you would think are antisocial and borderline personality, mm-hmm. even they want to do that. So, but of course, normal people, like the vast majority of people are not that, and they want to do that. So this is what you should do on online or offline. If you don't want your employer to know you are seeking other opportunities, uh, you can opt to send private messages or emails. In this case, if you're a site owner, uh, this doesn't apply to you really. You are your own employer, so you should be networking like crazy. You have no excuse. Okay, CRAs maybe have excuse, but even they don't really have excuses. Um, because networking is just networking. Uh, next slide. What do you think? You like this? Yeah, and it's absolutely correct. I mean, um, networking is the key to most everything. Even if you need a a job, right? It's not a matter of uh, increasing your influence in terms of getting research studies or whatever the case may right. be. Even if you just need a job in the industry, networking is your key. Right. All right. Next slide. So always break things down. When things are complex, it's a lot simpler to break them down into their more simple elements. So new site owners. We're talking to you. Okay. You often get stuck 
in the trenches thinking about things like SOPs, patient referral sources, CTMS systems, or our favorite business plans. Yeah. Okay. These are, of course, important, all of it. But these are not critical to you starting. How many how many phone calls have we taken in which this person who's thinking of starting a site has yet to even acquire a PI, but they're right. putting an emphasis on what should my business plan be? Uh, more more often than I care to even think about because it's actually I don't get aggravated by a lot of things, but I get aggravated here. And I shouldn't be the one getting aggravated. It should be the person getting aggravated. But they think that this is important. And yes, it's important. Having a business plan, you need to know what you want to do with your business. You need to know what kind of studies you're going to get, where you're going to get patients from, all that stuff. Uh, but, but in the beginning, you need to break it down. But not only that, but those things you just mentioned are all dependent upon the PI as well. Exactly. So, so you, you just broke it down, basically. Yeah, you can't make a business plan without a PI. But we, we take these calls all the time. Uh, every day, just about every day. Yeah. Uh, if you want, so this is the next bullet point is what you just said. All right. If you want to open a site, your first concern should be finding a PI. So rather than making a business plan for your site or even worrying about a SOP, I mean, uh, you want to, you don't have a PI and you want to make a SOP about archiving documents. That's nonsense, right? It makes no sense. I guess that's the same thing as nonsense. Mm -hmm. uh, it, you know, you need a PI. So if you're going to have a business plan, and you need a PI. You should have a plan on how you're going to find a PI first. Yeah, that that's your be business plan. plan. That's your business that, plan. That should be your business plan. And then once you find your PI, you incorporate that plan into your business plan. And now you add other things that you need. Yep. At the end of, by the time you do everything, you will have a business plan. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That business plan is going to make a lot more sense and be a lot more practical than something you just dreamed up before doing anything. Yep. So, yeah, I'm already getting aggravated. I need to calm down. <laughs> the only time okay. a business plan makes sense in which you have nothing going for you is like back in the dot-com, right? Where these companies would come up with business plans. To get, yeah, the dot-com bubble, yeah. Yeah, to get funding. <laughs> they, they had no idea what to do, but they knew how to write a business plan that would be interesting to these VCs, right? Yep. So that's that's all they did. Now, Pets.com. The infamous example was pets.com. Yeah, but that's you know, not going to work. <laughs> we will sell you dogs and cats online. Right. But that's not going to work for a site owner, right? You're not looking. You're never going to go public. I no. actually don't know any sites that have gone public. Right. Even the biggest ones. Typically, they'll get acquired maybe by a publicly traded company. Okay. Mm -hmm. But I don't know any sites that have gone public. So. Mm -hmm. If that's your business plan, you're in the wrong business. Break things down. Okay, break things down. Make things simple, not complicated. Your first task is finding the PI. Finding the right PI can mean that you don't need to worry about office space or patient recruitment. So that yeah. is your business plan. That could be your business plan. Your PI can have your office space. And sure. they should have, or at least their clinicians that work with them, should have the patient database for you. So break things down. What do you think, Chris? 
Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, if you pick the right PI, it should encompass no, nearly everything you would have in a business plan um, right. for, for, for a startup company. Um, of course, in your business plan, you're going to have projections and things of that nature, which eh, you can do that after you acquire your PI. But 80% of your business plan should be incorporated around selecting your PI. Right. The only time you're going to maybe need a business plan is if you're trying to get investors. Uh, but I don't think you should start out with investors. You can bootstrap this. We have entire three-hour videos on how to be a site owner. It's on the clinicaltrialsguru.com. Click on the tab, start your own site. And you don't need investors. I would stay away from investors. Especially if you pick the right PI. That's right. Okay, next slide. Moving right along. Uh. For job seekers, so this is for you job seekers out there, your priority is to network as much as possible as well. Be self-aware of the professional areas that you need improvement in. Okay, once you have identified these areas, work on improving them, but don't worry too much about them because I think you should, when you're self-aware, you should know your strengths and your strengths are even more important. Especially if you're a business owner, you should... F not focus too much on your weaknesses. Uh, you can hire people that are good at what you're not good at, or you can partner with people that are good at what you're not good at. Okay. Never mm -hmm. hire someone who's good at the same thing you are, unless you're good at everything. And, uh, but you got to be self-aware because almost nobody's good at everything. And, uh, uh, Work on your strengths, okay? And you can take online courses. If you're a job seeker, you probably need to be more well-rounded uh, and more of a generalist. So take online courses to learn about new indications and other skills, etc. So just break things down. Things are actually simple, but it doesn't mean they're easy. Hey, uh, that's that's a great... You just reminded me of something. I was watching... Um, what's his first name? Is it Patrick Bet David? What's his first name? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's. Uh, I was watching him, too. He was talking about, and it cracked me up when he said this because I already he, know what you're going to say. Yeah, he says to specialize. He says if you want to make real money, you have to specialize. I just saw this like three days ago. I saw I thought, that. I thought, of, I thought of you when he said that. I saw that, and I initially I was like, "Man, we're disagreeing." The more I looked at it and thought about it, the more we're actually saying the same thing. Because I always say. You're going to start as a specialist somewhere in research. Okay, your goal is to become a specialist, be really good at that, and then learn another specialty, and then learn another one, and repeat this process until you basically become a generalist, but you're special, you are a specialist in a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. So we're kind of saying the same thing. And then Even though it seems like we're saying different things, it's the same thing. And then to get into the industry, maybe a generalist applies just so you're open to more possibilities. That's right. That's right. Exactly right. But once you're in, then you specialize. Yes. And yes. then you specialize over and over. You specialize until you become a generalist. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yes. I saw that same thing too. And I laughed also, but then I thought about it and I said, no, we're saying the same thing. All right. Fair enough. You just reminded me of that. That's why I had to bring it up. <laughs> I knew someone was going to ask me about that too. I just didn't think it would be you. Yeah, I like Patrick Bet David. He, uh, he's an interesting guy. 
Good channel. Someone should send this clip to him and say, hey, make sure you get Dan's fair on the show. Yeah, there you go. All right. Next slide. Next slide, sir. That's it. No more slides. That's it. So that's it, guys. Like th- It's simple. This is not complicated stuff. It's blocking and tackling. It's not worrying about like when you have a big task in front of you, like if you're a site owner, your task is to get uh, studies, get patients, get doctors. You need to break it down. How am I going to get this study? How am I going to get this doctor? How am I going to get patients for this study? That's what you need to break it down to like the little, the smallest uh, aspects of the big tasks. And now we are going to end the recording. Thank you for watching and listening. And we're going to go back to the site owners. Take care. So, hey, everybody. Thank you very much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. Again, if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure you leave a review if you could be so kind, please. Uh, And also go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com if you're interested in learning more about who I am, who some of my guests are. Uh, You can have access to some of my YouTube videos. Uh, I do a lot of videos about clinical research. So go to theclinicaltrialsguru.com and you can also call or text me anytime, 949-415-6256. Also follow me on any social media platform. It's Dan Svera. And you can also email me if you'd like, dan at theclinicaltrialsguru.com. Thank you very much.